Welcome back to the program, everybody. Starting off the second quarter, Scott Beeson Radio. Hope you're enjoying the show. Our first guest of the day is none other than John Cordillo. Cordillo. I like a, Is it? Now, Chris Reed says Dilio. My guest, John, is it's Cordillo. Cardillo. It's actually the Italian version. Cardillo. Ah, Cardillo, the Italian version. You got it. You got there it. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. John is uh, over at Newsmax with America's Talks Live. Uh, made the news a lot nationally over the last few days, John. Um, and if, I, if you go to Google or any of the search engines, you can find story after story that says bad things about you. So my goal is, oh, to, yeah. is to dig down a little bit. You had a dust-up with the darling of the mainstream media, the one, the only Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who won that primary election, knocking out the number three or four person on the Democrat side in the U.S. House of Representatives. And she kind of, I mean, the, the press loves her, John. And I guess oh, that's yeah, part of how you got <laughs> involved in a, in a back and forth with her. So you want to tell us a little bit about what, what happened there? Well, you know, she's been claiming all this street cred, uh, that she's this uh, poor girl from the Bronx and her family was dead broke and they grew up in the ghetto, in the hood. Well, the real story is a little bit different, right? So she grew up in an area called Yorktown Heights in Westchester County, about 20 minutes north of the Bronx, pretty affluent part of New York State. It's a bedroom community in New York City. There are multi-million dollar homes on the water. The home she grew up in was 900 and some odd square feet when her family eventually sold it they sold it for three hundred and almost sixty thousand dollars, so well well above the median price per square foot for a home. She went to Boston University, so I had actually called her out. I said, "Hey, look, you're not this girl from the, I'm paraphrasing my tweet, but you're not this mm-hmm. girl from the Bronx. You grew up in New Yorktown Heights, and I made one mistake. I said you went to Brown University because the Daily Mail over in the UK had reported Brown University." Corrected it, found that it was BU, Boston University. Didn't really make a difference. Each school runs about 70 grand a year. BU is a great school. But of course, the left and all their Twitter automated accounts seized on that one little right. uh, uh, misstep. That, by the way, I corrected like two minutes later. Immaterial to the point at hand, right? Whether it was Brown or BU, you went, you went to a very good school in New England after growing up in a really tony area of New York City. Well, the left exploded. I was called a racist. I was called this. I was said I was doxing her because I put a photo of her family home online. A home, by the way, that they don't know. That they don't own. own. Since 2016, that was, and, and these people are morons, Scott, because in most states, every state, property records are not, they're, they're public records. All you have to do is type in somebody's last name. You can find their home and a photo of it. Right. And so uh, their, their points were, ludicrous but man the mainstream media all the leftists jumped all over me just for pointing out that a political candidate lied about where they came from something that's been done back to the days of you know kennedy used that strategy in his campaign they they viciously attacked me so apparently it's now racist to call out a political candidate on the fact they happen to be a democratic candidate of color oh there's no doubt about that i'm I was just chuckling when I saw it. I, I actually saw your tweet, and, I, and when the, when the response came out, and this is the one I love. It's basically, well, John Cordillo, he he's an idiot because he thinks that Boston University is part of the Ivy League, and I'm like, 
so does most of them. I mean, it's just it is it is so funny the things that the mainstream media will pull out. They don't want to argue your point. They don't want to discuss the point you're trying to make. If if you're a conservative and you misspeak in any small way, they just automatically decide that that's how they demean you, that that's how they say you don't know what you're talking about. And when I saw the focus was on whether or not it was Brown University or Boston University, I knew you were on to something that really touched a nerve. And, and I think you touched a nerve because she really has become their darling because she is espousing beliefs that so many journalists apparently hold very near and dear to their heart. We lost John. We will get him back on here in just a second. Yeah, he should be coming back. So in case people have forgotten, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is advocating for full-out socialism. She is a, she says she is a Democrat socialist. In the probably more to the left than Bernie Sanders. We got him back on? I'm sorry, I we got yeah, we got cut off for a brief second there. Well, it, look, it's 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 not just that the mainstream media espouses her values. They're and I won't even call them cheerleaders. They're linebackers. They're running. They're running an offensive line for her to push her through. One one of the funniest moments of this whole thing came when her brother jumps on a Twitter and he says, "Well, I owned and I sold that home and it was drafty and had a leaky roof." And somebody responded to him. They said, wait, a leaky roof now gives you street cred? I mean, are you people kidding? But he got – he was defended. It is – this one is beyond bizarre because this woman is not uh, Obama where Obama said, well, I'm a Democrat and I'm leaning a little bit left. She's coming right out loudly and proudly, Scott, saying I am a democratic socialist. I fundamentally do not believe in a constitutional republic. Democrats, celebrities, verified accounts are swooning over her. Look, we are in, whether people want to believe it or not, we're in an ideological civil war. You see, I had about 150 death threats on Facebook because of that tweet. Uh, hundreds more just insults, disgusting insults. For, now, for, wait, 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 John, John, for, ju- for just yeah. saying, hey, you don't have any street cred. You're not really from the hood. So you, right, so you can't right. attack the new golden one. No. Oh, God, no. There are sacred cows. You can't go near them. Right. I mean, your account is blown up. Friends of yours are harassed. Their accounts are harassed. All for pointing out that somebody grew up where they actually grew up. That's the funniest part of this whole thing. Nobody ever disputed the information was wrong. It was just how dare I go after their new media, darling. And my understanding is her family, her parents had some financial issues. Her parents actually did kind of pull themselves up by the bootstraps. But she was like seven years old when she moves out to the to the burbs, right? Five years old. Five years old. Yeah, they lived in an area of the Bronx called Parkchester, which is master planned housing. Not the greatest area, not the worst. Okay. A little more higher crime now than it was when she grew up there. But yeah, she was five years old. She was practically a little baby, a little older than a toddler. She's not some girl from the streets. And so she apparently goes off to BU, graduates college, then 22, 23 years old. She moves back to the Bronx. So for 18 years of her life, those years when you actually, quote, unquote, grow up, she lived in a real affluent suburb of New York City. See, now, I missed that completely, John. I was involved in politics here in the state of Alabama. I moved to the town that I live in now when I was seven years old. 
I, right. I moved from a very strong union town, lived very, very close to a, a huge, huge tire plant that actually had hangers for the blimp and its own golf course, and it was a Goodyear plant. And I never realized that having left there when I was seven, that I could claim a union background and right, and just right. claim that town, which is what she did. But if I did that, the press would come out and talk about what a liar I was and how disingenuous I was. But that would be because I'm conservative. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what the real ironic part of this whole thing is? I was a cop on the street in the Bronx longer than she ever lived there. So, <laughs> so what do you I'm know? Attacked for it. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's amazing, but even more than your story, I am amazed that the, that the press has decided, and Hollywood has decided, that she's the new sto- spokesperson. I'm not against anyone who's, who's young. I thought Barack Obama was woefully unprepared. I, I got into conflict right. here in Alabama one time for giving a speech and saying that I had as much experience necessary to become president more experience necessary to become president than barack obama did and you would have thought that i needed to be hung out but it was true i had more legislative experience than he did and and they said he was very prepared to be president what is her what is her background other than graduating from boston and being a leftist well, first of all, you know that you're a rabid racist for dare saying that somebody's inexperienced when they're inexperienced, and I'm a racist for agreeing with you. Right. So let's get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's, right? that's so, settled. <laughs> that's settled law. So uh, what is her experience? No, she was a bar, you know, she's a bartender, a waitress at a restaurant in downtown Manhattan. Her experience consists of the fact that she's a, a Latina who says, essentially, I hate America, and I'm further left than Bernie Sanders. And, and today's Democratic Party, run by Tom Perez, who calls her the future of the party, that's apparently all you need. Those are the credentials you need to be a national player. That is a scary, scary place that Perez and the Democrat Party are are carrying them. My question, John, is how many Democrats across the country believe in the things she believes in, believes in the things that Perez says, and, and we just don't realize how many of them there are? Well, I think that is the question. That really is the most important question you just asked. It, it deserves to be seen. So is she going to resonate with the national Democratic base or is this an anomaly because her district in many respects mirrors Nancy Pelosi's by the numbers, different social issues? So Ocasio-Cortez's district where, let's make no mistake, she is going to be the next congresswoman from CD14 in New York. The Republicans mathematically cannot win there. They're not spending any money on that race. So She's going to be sitting in Congress in January. Now, does she represent the national Democratic base or just the, the coastal fringes, right? I think Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania is more representative of the national Democratic base, the working base. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a scary prospect when the chairman of the DNC, Tom Perez, calls her the future of the party. Because what that tells me is the DNC is only going to invest in candidates that are that far left. They're not going to invest in the Connor Lambs, the Jim Webbs, the moderate Democrats. Well, when, when Perez is in charge, you're absolutely going to get those kind of people because I think he That's himself right. is a, an absolute radical. The sad part about him is, John, and, and I tell this often to my listeners, I try to use things that he said on my radio show and on my cable TV show, but they're right. both God and country oriented. I can't even use the guy's quotes because he can't say more than four or five words without dropping profanities in there. Yeah, very, very true. One other note about Ocasio-Cortez. So it's not just that she's a 
committed socialist. One of her uh, biggest supporters, most vocal supporters, who she got a, a glowing endorsement from is Linda Sarsour. And Linda Sarsour, yes. of course, is a terror-sympathetic uh, Palestinian activist, rabid anti-Semite, glorifies people like Louis Farrakhan. So this girl, is uh, Casio cortez is really aligning herself with the most radical fringes of the far left, those who align with terror in the case of Sarsour. It's, it's astounding. So what are your thoughts? I know you told me you only had about 15 minutes or so, and we're coming up on that time. Uh, judicial nominees from President Trump. Where are we? I, what are you thinking? Yeah. yeah, I think the two front runners are what you hear, and I'm hearing out of D.C. That's true. Brett Kavanaugh, uh, actually our good friend Chris Reed, the head uh, on my TV show, first put Kavanaugh up there as a front runner. Turns out Chris was right. I like Amy Coney Barrett. Now, I, uh, the Daily Caller, <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan Saavedra at the Daily Caller. <clears throat> Sorry, terrible allergies. Ryan Saavedra at the Daily Caller did a story that he was questioning Kavanaugh's conservative bona fides, but a new piece came out today that said there's nothing to worry about. He's actually been more of a Scalia and less Jeb Bush-like. They were concerned because he was very close to the Bush family. But if you look at his rulings, he was the majority opinion uh, when he sat on the Court of Appeals in, in Heller, VDC, the Second Amendment landmark decision. And so... I'm actually fine with any of them. I do think the two frontrunners now are uh, Kavanaugh and uh, Barrett. Yeah, I had initially had some questions when some of the conservatives were questioning Kavanaugh also. And it's weird that we have come to a place where conservatives have to question someone if they are attached to two former Republican presidents' families. Right. But right, but that's the right. world we live in. I mean, look at where they line up when it comes to the things that Donald Trump has been doing. The Bushes have no reason to bash the Trump administration, other than they're mad that baby brother didn't get to become president. But philosophically, you would think they would agree. But now in 2018, we have to worry if the Bushes support someone. Yeah, very true. And, and I mean, they openly supported Hillary, right, which has a lot of conservatives upset because in, in effect, now what they did was they openly supported Hillary having at least two Supreme Court seats. I think Ginsburg is probably gone. She retires before Donald Trump's second term is over, so he's going to have three appointments. Personally, I feel at the very least. But John, how? I mean, how many weeks or months is it going to take us to know if Ginsburg passes away on the bench? Because, I mean, she's probably pickled. I mean, <laughs> she's already embalmed. I mean, how are we going to know? Yeah, she falls asleep pretty regularly. So unless they uh, try to wake her up and she slumps over in a chair, I don't think we're going to know. <laughs> John Cordelio has been my guest. He's over at Newsmax. Check him out on America's Talk Live. John, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Have a great day. Anytime, my friend. Great talking to you. Take, Take care. care. I enjoyed it. Scott Beeson Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Scott Beeson Radio. Here's a story about a man named Joe. Decided one day to open up a store. Blunt Springs Trading is what it ought to be, an old country store for the whole family. Amish Foods, Knives, and more. Open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10.30 to 7.30. Take I-65 to exit 287, north on Highway 31, four miles on the left, next to Top Hat Barbecue. Blunt Springs Trading Company. An old